Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. I'm not too sure if you've seen, but I think most people have at some point seen these young teenagers that go around on scramblers. Um, I know there was videos going around over the weekend or last weekend to save a funeral in Dublin, which was the, the scenes were outrageous of young people on scramblers and motorbikes and cars and doing wheelies and all sorts of things. And you see it in public parks. I'm not going to say it's everywhere because it's not everywhere. It's in certain places. And but two years ago, was it through two or three years ago, a man was left on life support after he was hit by one of these scramblers. Now we have another situation that I read about over the weekend. And Sarah Lewis joins me on the line. Sarah, good afternoon to you. Hiya. How are you doing? And, and firstly, how is your little daughter? She's good. A bit banged up, cuts and bruises, but okay. she's just lucky to come out with Okay. Just, uh, Holly's three years of age. She is, yeah. Okay, so so tell me what happened. You decided to, to go, uh, you, you she went for a walk, basically. You went for a walk. So what happened exactly? We were basically um, just walking over the Blue Bridge in Tallis to um, go to my mum's house. My mother was pushing my two-month-old son in his buggy. Uh, we were going, cutting through Sean Walsh Park, going down the hill. Holly was skipping in front of me. Yeah. Um, I think the bike had gone by on my mother's side and my mum had just screamed, oh, they're, they're going straight into Holly. He did try and swerve the bike, you know, in the opposite direction of yeah. her, but it was too late. He had it, hit her. It just it hit her and they knocked her face first into the ground and the bike had went over her back or shoulder and her head. Now, was this on concrete or on grass? It was on um, concrete and like gravel. Okay, but it would have okay. been a lot of stones and stuff on oh, the ground. Gosh, gosh. Yeah. And you obviously feared the worst. So obviously the bike kept going. I'm assuming they didn't stop. They didn't, no. Well, they had struggled for a few seconds to actually get the bike off Holly's head. And as soon as they did, the there was two of them on the one bike. How old, how old do you think they were, roughly? I'd oh. say, I don't know, about 15 to 19, I'd say. Okay. Young okay. enough. It's hard to tell yeah. sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and okay, so little Holly was lying on the ground at the stage, and she was at that point she was lifeless. There wasn't. Yeah, for a complete second she was limp. She didn't move. I'd feared the worst. I Absolutely, thought, oh, God, I'm, yeah, sure yeah. I'm sure your mind went in millions of directions at that point. No, it did. I, I, I froze completely. Mm. I didn't know what to do. It felt like I couldn't move. But yeah. eventually, when I went over to her, she kind of turned around herself and she started screaming. But then I noticed the blood on the side of her head and. Mm. You know, it was all just, it happened really fast. And I there was know. a fella on the back of the bike, he had fell off it when the other man tried to swerve it. And as soon as he had picked himself back up off the ground, they, he just hopped onto the back of the bike and away they went. Like, they didn't even stop if it was an accident to see if she was okay. Did you shout at them or anything or tell them to stop? I did, yeah. 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 They just yeah. kept going. They just kept going. And yeah. and so you picked her up, obviously, and, and she had blood all over the side of her head. Uh, obviously, did you call an ambulance then at that point? Or? Um, my mum had called an ambulance straight away because I think I was just in a complete state of As shock. I couldn't be. even of move. And yeah. There was a lovely um, passerby walking by and she had actually sat down on the ground with Holly and put her on her lap Okay. until the ambulance came because I won't lie, I was just, I couldn't even focus on anything. I was just no. completely shocked. I, I, know as, I know as a parent <laughs> when my children were younger, I know that feeling that you just, your mind just leaves your body and you just don't know yeah. what to be doing or what the right thing to do at that point is because you do fear the worst because obviously, as you said, it went over her, her back, her shoulder, her head. So you don't know what sort of damage has been done. Yeah, but especially with the weight of those bikes alone. Absolutely, I yeah. assume are very, very heavy, but then there's two lads on it Two lads well on it as well, yeah. At the same time, so the, the extra added weight you just oh think, like God, the paramedic I... said, she's lucky. She's lucky to get away with just a broken shoulder. And 
Okay, so I'm yeah, so she went to hospital, and I saw the photograph of her sitting up in bed in the hospital. And my God, she's a brave little girl, isn't she? She's oh, sitting yeah. there with her arm in yeah. a sling yeah. in her yeah. coat, and she, she has that look on her face, like, "Can I just go home, please?" Oh, exactly. I think <laughs> yeah. she was just completely fed up by the end of the day. Like she had a rough day, where she had to get X-rays done and stuff. And yeah. Well, I, you know, we're so lucky that, you know, she's still with us. We're so lucky. Thankfully, there wasn't any lasting damage. Hopefully her shoulder, her broken, it's a broken shoulder she has, is it? It is, yeah. But you, we wouldn't even think it. Like an hour later in the hospital, she was running around playing with all the, <laughs> That's the what little kids children. Do. That's what kids yeah. do. Uh, they come back so quickly, they bounce back. And, and thankfully, she was quite resilient. And thankfully, it didn't do the damage that possibly it could have done when you, when you say the weight of two lads sitting on a motorbike going over her head. I mean, exactly. So yeah. in, in relation to where we are now, and obviously, you've no idea who these people are. No, um, not at the moment. I mean, there's been a good few people coming to me saying um, they were spotted about 10 minutes later up in certain places, you know, it could, it could be them. And mm. we haven't got a clue. The, the guards have CCTV, but unfortunately, their faces are covered. They're yeah. dressed in all black and hoods up. And yeah, I do. can't identify them, can't see their faces, so... And, and would, I, I'm not too sure, are you familiar with Shamal's Park, uh, generally? I would, would you, yeah. be, yeah. Well, not. I've, I've lived here a few years, so it would, yeah. we don't live too far from it, so we'd be in it an awful lot. And is there, do you see those kind of fella, the lads on the bikes much up there? Not much up no. there. No, I've seen them around the yeah. area, all right, but it's yeah. not in the park, and the way they wear, like, no helmets, and just it's as if they didn't have a clue. Yeah, and, I, and, and I mentioned there, there was a story there going back a few years ago where a man unfortunately ended up fighting for his life in a coma. I know. And his life changed, obviously changed drastically because of it. Um, and he was hit again by a scrambler on the head. Um, and for, I mean, thankfully your daughter's not in that situation and extremely lucky. No, she's very, very lucky. The paramedic yeah. even said to me, she's lucky to be alive. Like, yeah. God forbid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I don't know what the answer to this is because we see it all over the place, these young kids on Scramblers. The guards seem reasonably powerless to do anything about it. Uh, so I don't know whether we need tougher legislation. And I'm sure you've been onto the guards in relation to them. They're trying their best to try and find oh, out Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been contacted by local TDs as well, you know, to yeah. try and push the law forward to get... Well, there, are, well, there already is a law. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're essentially in a public place with no licence, no insurance, because they couldn't have insurance, they're under the age of 18. Uh, no licence, no insurance, and driving a vehicle that's probably not fit to be on the road in the first place. So exactly. they, they're breaking a million laws as it is, but the problem is they're under the age of 18, they're minors, and there's very little can be done about it. So the only thing that you could do is increase the fines or sentencing or maybe fine parents who buy these bikes yeah. for their kids. Yeah, they're told by the guys that they're over 18, a lot more could be done, but unfortunately, if, if they are minors, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So how is she today anyway? How is little Holly today? Is she, has she forgotten the whole... I'm sure, by the way, from a point of view, from her point of view, it's, it's a bit of a traumatic incident that maybe she has this kind of fear now of even going walking or anything like that. Is she all right? Um, it was out for a bit yesterday and even a normal bike went by her and she threw herself into me, you know? Right, yeah. So she kind of... It did only happen last Friday, so I'm hoping it's not a long-term thing that hopefully yeah. she's so young she might forget about it. But it's... If it'd be unfortunate if, you know, it the bikes would scare her for the rest of her life. Yeah. And I've noticed, by the way, you put it up on Facebook and obviously you got a huge reaction to it. Um, yeah. And I suppose friends, family and everybody has has given you a huge reaction to it. And maybe it's the start of something, Sarah. Maybe <clears throat> they always say out of something bad, something good comes out of it. And and thankfully, as I said, Holly is okay because it could be a different conversation we could have been having today. Um, but she is okay. Um, a broken shoulder that will heal, hopefully. Uh, well, for, hopefully this will kind of push the log even a bit harder now. Yeah, for, you know. Absolutely. Hopefully. Well, look, well done to you, by the way, for highlighting it and well done to you for coming on the radio, going to the newspapers and doing all the different things you're doing at the moment because I think every little bit helps. 
exactly. And uh, good luck to Holly and I hope she gets better soon. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. That was a terrible incident, a terrible situation to have to go through. Tragic. All right, listen, thank you, Sarah. And I appreciate you coming. Thanks very much. There you go, Sarah Lewis, uh, mum of Holly, who's three years of age, was run over by a scrambler. Have you ever experienced these in your area? You know, these guys, primarily young boys, although there are girls doing it too, but primarily young boys, teenagers, usually between the age of 13 and 17 years of age, flying around on uh, motorbikes that aren't even roadworthy in public parks. And it's only a matter of time before somebody dies. I mean, we've already had a numerous instance where people have been badly hurt. And I don't know what the problem is in relation to the law. But the guards obviously are discouraged from chasing them. Because there was one situation going back many years ago where a guard chased uh, a guy on a bike in Kulak, um, a young lad uh, on a motorbike, and he crashed because the guards were chasing him. Obviously, he sped up and he crashed and he died. And the, at the time, I remember the guards got into, you know, there was a whole hoo-ha online of people blaming the guards and if they hadn't chased him, he wouldn't have died. But my theory is if he hadn't been on the bike in the first place and doing something illegal, he wouldn't have died. Look, there were, if you were into scrambling and I, when I was between the age of 18 and 22 I loved motocross racing I used to do motocross racing but you had to go to a track and you had to have a trailer to put your bike on and your dad or whoever or yourself would have a car with a tow hitch on it it costs money it costs a little bit of money to do that but and if you can't afford to do it and the argument is from children from maybe deprived areas oh they can't afford to do that just like they can't afford to have a stable for a horse well then sure just do it legally anyway because it wouldn't be fair not to be able to do it if you can't afford to do it you can't do it like for example I'd love a Ferrari I would absolutely love to drive a Ferrari but I'm not going to steal one I can't afford one so I'm not going to steal one just so I can drive a Ferrari if you can't afford to do something you can't afford to do it there are tracks around the country where you can practice on a bike there are clubs you can become part of but to get from your house to the club you have to get a trailer and a car to bring your bike there you cannot drive a vehicle on the road that's not roadworthy or has these knobbly tyres on it or it's a scrambler because they're not roadworthy they're dangerous on the road and you cannot certainly drive them in public parks that's for sure how you know, Alan here in Cork. Um, listen, I agree. Parks aren't the right place for for, for scramblers, but um, like this problem isn't going to go away. These the kids don't have much to do in these areas. They like their bikes. There's nowhere for them to go on it. So the government would be best suited to you know regulate the bikes and provide somewhere for them to go on the bike, somewhere safe. You know, the, there's no quick solution to this problem. They're not going to go away. Um, so the government need to try and make some kind of a system as to where the bikes are regulated, they're registered, uh, they have a, they have the track who owns which bikes and they provide somewhere for them to go safely to drive them. Hmm. So it's up to the government to provide them somewhere. All right, OK. I, I don't understand the logic behind that. So should the government provide me with a Ferrari? Because I do like Ferraris. I'd love one tomorrow, actually. Should the government provide me one? Save me stealing it. No. Why is it the government's responsibility? There are tracks, there are clubs. There's not very many of them, but there are parts of the country. There are different tracks and different clubs. And there was in my day, we didn't dare, by the way, try and do it on the road and the public parks in our day. We would have been stopped. I don't know why it's suddenly become a thing. Um, and if you wanted to do it, you had to have a trailer. And you brought your bike to the, the club where you paid your fee every year to cover the insurance or whatever it covers. Um, uh, and you do it in a safe place. Well, when I say safe place, scrambling is not always safe. It's dangerous sport. But safe to, you know, onlookers and spectators. And you're not in a public park. I don't believe it's the government's responsibility. If that's the case, then, if somebody wants to own a horse, is it the government's responsibility to provide them with a stable? No, of course not. 
It's their own responsibility. If you want to take up a sport or take up a hobby or an activity, it's your responsibility to provide the money for it. That's the way it works. You can't afford it, well then you can't do it. That's very scary. Thank God the little girl is okay. Me thoughts with the mammy and everybody in the family. And uh, so what can you do, Noel? People, it's the parents, like, you know what I mean? These parents are buying these bikes for these kids. Absolute morons, like, you know what I mean? If you don't kill somebody else, they'll kill themselves. It's ridiculous. I know the Gardaí have new new uh, laws to go in and take them out of people's houses. But listen, how can you argue with with people like that when when their parents are letting them have to buy, going out and buying them these bikes for Christmas and everything else? It's crazy. They should be done away with, definitely. Because somebody texted in, by the way, in relation to what you said, and said it's not always the parents that buy them, the kids buy them themselves between them. But you're still a parent. Until the child is 18 years of age, or a guardian anyway, until the child is 18 years of age, you are responsible. So if your 16-year-old has acquired a scrambler and he's milling around in the local park, that's your responsibility. He is your child. Take it off him. Simple as that. You tell him he can't do it. My mother's heart would have been in her mouth if she thought I was driving a motorbike that wasn't insured. Or that wasn't roadworthy or that was dangerous anyway. She wouldn't have let me do it. Certainly even up to the age of at least 16 anyway. Maybe between 16 and 18 it's more difficult to tell them what to do. I don't know. But that's a ridiculous notion. That it's not the parents' responsibility. It is. A lot of the time the parents are giving them the money, by the way, to buy these bikes. Do you know what I mean? Now, these little teenagers going around with them scramblers, all right, just see them around, all right. Now, regards to the other chap that says there in a text message, um, yeah, give them somewhere to go, like tracks and all that. First of all, how do they get there with that bike? They have to get there somewhere, so they probably end up going on the bike to there, or they probably won't go there. Now, um, these kids, they want to be seen on these to be the hard men around the area, to be the matter men, all right. So what you do is, I think you bring in heavier fines and give them a little prison sentence when they're caught. An extra guardie. That's the only way you over Noel. Cheers, pal. Yeah, uh, Mike says on Twitter, if you can't afford a trailer and a car to transport a scrambler, then you shouldn't have one. Simple as that, really, isn't it? Let me just play one more for you there, all right? The government can build as many tracks as they like. It'll still never stop the little scrouts from driving through parks and on footpaths. And I, it just won't. Yeah, you're right. They are little scrouts. That's exactly. Call them out for what they are. And you're right. If you put a park, a scrambling park, anywhere close to them, unless it was out their back garden, they're still going to drive to the park on the bike. They're not going to, they can't afford it. Unfortunately, some people don't have as much money. You know, if you're wealthy, you can well afford, or if you are even got a few quid, you can well afford a trailer and a car to bring your bike or whatever it is. But if you can't afford it, you can't do it. It's as simple as that. And maybe, by the way, if there's an off-duty guard listening, and I know they listen to us all the time, you can let us know the situation. Why is it becoming more common? Why is it actually becoming more common that we're seeing so many of these youngsters driving around on lo- in local parks, on scooters, um, bikes, all sorts of things? I mean, they are a danger to themselves. They're a danger to people in the parks. They're a danger to everybody. The number is 087 Maybe you've been in that situation. Maybe you've got a kid who has one of these things. Maybe in your local park they run amok. Somebody says, no, you're not mentioning the obvious here. The obvious here, it only happens in certain parts of the city and certain parts of the country. And yes, you are right. It does. And I, I, Look, I don't have to mention the obvious. It's generally in socially deprived areas. 
And the reason for that is, is because maybe they can't afford a trailer and a thing. And, you know, maybe we should look into that as to why. Maybe there should be a fund or something. I don't know. But to provide them with a place, that's like that old kind of logic and thinking that we used to have years ago. Noel, there should be more things for them to do to stop them getting into trouble. <laughs> in other words, we have to provide them with something to do in case they get bored, you know, and then commit crimes. In this part of this country, by the way, particularly in socially deprived areas where they have more things to do than any other area and they still get into trouble. So you shouldn't have to provide something for somebody to do to get out of the board. And I do get the point that you're making. Anyway, uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 uh, it is generally the parents that are giving the money for these bikes. Uh, I know a family who bought their two sons, 14 and 16 years of age, scramblers for Christmas. And uh, they go around on the local park all of the time with them. Now, well, see, well, what the guards should be doing is finding out who the kids are, going to the parents and finding the parents. Then they won't do it again. Then the parents won't buy them. And now, in relation to horses, in the area I live in, there's at least seven horses in the local football pitch. Uh, they're bought by parents locally for their kids. And they graze in the football pitch. Yep. <laughs> if you don't have somewhere to put your horse... You don't buy a horse. All right? You need a stable or a livery. Um, let me see. Let me go to Carmel. Carmel, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carmel? I'm doing well, thank you. And you? Good. Now, Carmel, you live in Limerick. I do indeed, yes. And we have a very, very serious problem with scramblers. Okay. I've been in touch with the guardies several times. Okay. And uh, they tell me that they can't do anything because if, if something happens... Uh, to the drivers of these bikes that they're the, the, the guardian are actually responsible and this is the point I made earlier on there was a case going back about seven or eight years ago where a young man in Kulak died because the guards were chasing him and he crashed that's correct yeah, yeah. and he died but uh, which by the way he shouldn't have been honest in the first place on a public road he shouldn't road. have been honest no uh, plus they're driving them at, at the moment now they're, they're doing wheelies on them and yeah. like they're going up and down the main street there's a school right across the road from me and I've actually uh, spoken to the guards um, three occasions at school time. They're ripping these bikes, going a million miles an hour, and uh, just through the crowd of school children and parents picking them up. And the guards say there's little they can do about it, unfortunately. The guards, they, they, they just ignore it. Now, we've gone to our local TD. Um, they, they started, I think, um, in around the first lockdown, yeah. when, when there was nothing on the streets. Uh, now, for a while... They were gone. Obviously, they must have taken the bikes off them. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it, it's not the parents, because, God help me, the parents are as bad as the, the, the kids that are riding them. Well, the, par- well the, the kid is getting the money from somewhere. Absolutely. I mean, they don't come free. I mean, okay, they might get them fairly cheap and they do them up or what they fix them up or whatever. But they're getting the money. I mean, your average 14-year-old hasn't got 50 or 60 or, well, probably two or 300 quid for these bikes. I don't know what they're paying for them. But the average 15-year-old hasn't got that kind of money. In, in, in fairness, Niall, I think that the, the guys that are, are on these bikes, they have, they're self-sufficient. Mm. You know, and you know what I mean by that. Yes, yes. So it's um, it's ill-gotten hear. gains is what you're trying to tell me. Absolutely. Okay. I'm like, there's no helmets. There's no anything. No. And the speed of these things, it's just horrendous. Mm. It's only a matter of time, I think, Carmel, before sadly somebody gets killed. That poor little girl that we spoke to Sarah there, her mom earlier on, Holly, over the weekend. I saw the photograph of her on Facebook. She's so lucky I to be alive. It, yeah, yeah. And she's lucky to be alive, but thankfully she only has a broken shoulder. When I say thankfully... Well, thank God for that, because yeah. 
I'd, like, as I say, we live on the main road. And quite honestly, I'm actually terrified to go out my own gate. That's because not right. If they're not on the road, they're on the, they're on the footpath. And what does your local TD say to you? Our local TD is very, very good. Um, he has done everything in his power. He has visited us here at the house with, with you know, his, his people and he's done everything. Okay. But then again, you see, their hands are tied as well. No, they can only go by the law. Yeah. They can only they go can, by They the can law. obviously put a bit of pressure on. Well, you see, they, 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 to my mind, uh, there is no... If there is legislation, uh, it's not being put into practice. Well, see, well, there no, is. Well, look, when I say this legislation, what they're doing is illegal. They've no tax, no insurance, no license because they're under the age of eighteen. Oh. So that's all illegal. But the problem is, when they're under eighteen as a minor, really, there's not a lot that's going to happen to them. And the way the guards look at it is, what's the point? That you know, because they're only going to be brought in, they'll be released again, probably with no charges against them, and. They can't, you're right, if they chase them and something happens and they fall off the bike and die, well, then the guards are the worst in the world. Of course, yes, and, and, and that, that, that's the point I'm, I'm putting across. This is what the guards said to me uh, on several occasions, but I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Because, you know, um, back a long, long time ago, back in lockdown, a neighbour of mine was bringing out, I didn't actually realise that her granddaughter was with her, but these bikes came down the footpath and just went between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Now, that little girl was only about five or six years of age. Yeah. And her grandmother, or her grandmother is in her 80s. You know, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be subject to that. I mean, if you, can you imagine if one of these scramblers with two lads on it hit, you know, an elderly person in her 80s? I mean, what no, chance no. would they have of recovering? Because as we all no, know, as you get older, so it takes a little bit longer to heal, you know? So, and the whole country would be out and mourning them and, and, and mm. saying, you know, we should do this, we should do that. Um, it, it, it basically, it should be legislation. The bikes are taken off them regardless. Yeah. And kept burnt in front of them. Yeah, under the age of 18 years of age, if they're caught with these things, just taken and destroyed. End of story. But even over the age of 18, Niall, they have nothing. They don't have helmets. There's two or three of them on a bike. Mm. Um, they're, they're way above the speed limit. Like, they're going as the speed of sound. And they rip those bikes. And you can hear them. Yeah. Uh, plus the fact that I was out uh, a couple of mornings and um, they're actually tearing up a green down down beside us where kids play, but they're just doing it for the fun of it, to yep. tear up the green. It's malicious. Um, yeah. Oh, what is criminal damage apart from anything else? It is criminal da- damage, exactly. All right, well, look, Carmel, I, I hope it gets resolved. And like everybody else who's texting in, Carmel, you know, people are worried because this becomes has become more popular. Thank you, Carmel. And thank you to everybody, by the way, who's texting in about their own area and this happening in our own area. And it is time the government do something about it. Uh, you can keep texting, keep WhatsApping. I've got a little bit more audio here. Let me just play this for you as well. Niall, I'm up in Clondalkin and the people are sick to the back teeth of it. And I mean sick of it. They're going up and down the paths. There's two and three of them on the one bike with hoodies on, no helmets. They think hoodies are doing the job of a helmet. That's how stupid they are. No body armour, or any patch of greenery, be it in front of a, a shop or people's houses, they're tearing it up. There'll be t- the petrol station, for example, last week, there was about, I'd say, 30 of them on bikes. Some of them are fit for the bin, the state and the smoke coming out of them. And the guards seem to be looking the opposite direction. Won't go after them. I know they're not to chase them, but, I mean, they don't even put a bit of pressure on them to not... 
they're going up and down doing wheelies behind buses. All it takes is some unfortunate guy to pull out of a side road and he's going to kill somebody and he'll have to live with that for the rest of his life. And they're all kids, kids, racing up and down, cutting into the park, cutting into the greens. Ah, it's just getting a joke, an absolute joke. And then some of them are on four-wheeler yokes as well. Absolutely shocking, isn't it? The government can build as many tracks as they like. It'll still never stop the little scrouts from driving through parks and on footpaths. And it just won't. I just liked his message, to be honest with you, because that's what the RS scrouts. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.